Welcome to our podcast, Meddling in Meta-Emotion. The valence of happiness and anger can be viewed differently based on our upbringing. Valence, according to the textbook, Interactive Interpersonal Communication by Richard West and Lynn Turner, can best be described as whether the emotion reflects a positive or negative feeling. Our goal of this podcast is to make the listener more aware of the influence upbringing has on our meta-emotions surrounding happiness and anger. Today, uh, I'm with Angelica, Mary Elizabeth, Ian, and myself, Stone, and we will all be sharing our personal experiences to give the listener a more candid listening experience. Today, we're going to be talking about how our upbringing influences our meta-emotions and meta-emotions, according to the textbook, Interactive Interpersonal Communication by Richard West and Lynn Turner, can best be described as emotions of emotions. So just to hit on that a little bit more, emotions of emotions would basically be how you feel about an emotion. So how your emotions toward anger or happiness, um, given the ones we are talking about today. Uh, Next, we're going to have Mary Elizabeth go ahead and start off with her personal experiences. And I'm going to go ahead and give the floor to her. Yeah. Thank you, Stone. Appreciate it. Um, So in in light of talking about... um, meta emotion i'm gonna i'm gonna hit on anger a little bit um and the whole idea of this you know kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of our um before we really dove into what does this mean was um uh like how does our family when we were younger kind of navigate that with us um our our emotion um and how does it affect us you know in adulthood too um, but I guess really, uh, I, I want to talk about my adoption. Um, I was adopted as a baby. Uh, it's not crazy, this crazy story of, um, but I think adoption is awesome now. Um, but I know as a kid, um, my parents are white and I'm, I'm not. Um, and so it was kind of hard for me to live into this whole, um, what is my identity uh, and that's a common question um, that kids have. And um, it was cool because I was looking in, uh, I was looking up some um, some more resources to kind of back this. But um, in this book called After Adoption, Post Adoption Assistance, Parenting Impacts and Information Access, um, it kind of like breaks down um, what adoption is, and then parenting styles, and then also um, even the impact that it has on the adopted person, the adopted human. And so looking through this book, I, I saw a section on identity. Um, and I remember when I was younger and I had to ask, I mean, there were, there was times where I would just get frustrated because, you know, I developing, um, your identity as you, as you grow, I mean, it's a constant thing, right? And so um, as a kid, as adopt, adoption, I didn't know where I came from. And um, I didn't know like what my, my mom and dad looked like, what, you know, this, that, or the other, what they were, um, uh, you know, do, do I have siblings, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's all, those are all issues that I had. Um, and my parents, I mean, I love them to death, but whenever I would come to them in, in frustration or in my anger, um, I would get shut down a lot by them. Um, and 
and by that like they wouldn't necessarily understand or know how to navigate uh, that with me through that process and so now um, looking at um, looking at now what how I am in my other relationships like I have a boyfriend um, and so some of the the struggle there is um, the emotion the meta emotion of anger for me would be I feel shameful whenever I, I, I get frustrated or angry talking about really deep things. Um, and I, sometimes I can't express it, and so I get frustrated the fact that I can't express it to that person, and so then they get frustrated, and then this, it's a giant thing of frustration, honestly, and it's hard to communicate. And, I'm, and even going deeper in that, like it's, it's hard, like that's what makes interpersonal communication so you know, different, you know, in learning about it. Um, and Mary Elizabeth, not yeah. to cut you off, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was looking at some of my notes here and the biological theory kind of states from our book, the interactive interpersonal communication, that emotion is mainly biological related to instinct and energy. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying in your post is your meta emotions um, were influenced from your adoptive parents and basically go against the biological theory. Um, am I right in saying that? I would say so, um, because I know I, I know my birth parents now, um, and I know that they don't handle that at all. My my birth mom doesn't handle emotion in that way. Um, she's very open to, and not that my adoptive mom is isn't that way. She, it's not that she's not like I want to help you understand what this means. I think she's more that way now than she was, and you know because people grow. But um, I think it's definitely. 100% I got more of my how I handle that anger um, from my parents um, and the way they they navigated that whole thing with me and what what are some personal experiences that maybe kind of influence your meta emotions toward anger because I know you said earlier that anger was something that you felt shameful of because it might have been something that you weren't fully aware of or understood mm -hmm. so how does your upbringing kind of play into that as far as maybe things that you observed yeah um maybe meta emotions of your parents with anger that maybe mm -hmm. might have influenced or trickled down to you oh that's a really good question um I know my dad uh when he would get frustrated um he would shut down uh he would just a lot of times like he would yell and like it was not fun to be in the room when he was angry um but my mom kind of shied away from that I mean there's just things that you notice as a kid um and she would tell my dad to like calm down and you know don't don't express this to your daughter for kind sure of thing. and being able to look at those things in retrospect are those things that you learn from or are there things that you still feel like influence you today because um you know going back to our thesis here we're looking at the um, the upbringing um that this has on us so yeah. were you able to observe those things from your parents later on in life or was it something that you became aware of earlier on or when was that something that when did that kind of stand out to you I think, honestly, it really stood out to me when I became um, uh, a teenager, but like late teens. So I would say like 17, 18, 19, that, that whole realm, just because I was able to, to understand abstract ideas mm -hmm. at that point. 
Um, and I really understood, and, and I think it definitely took, a, took some time, but I, I think I understood more than about, um, as I was growing up, I didn't understand this. I didn't understand identity. And now in hindsight, I'm able to say like through my parents, um, whether constructive or deconstructive on how they handled that anger, um, they were, I could say now that I probably carry some of that with me, um, of how I handle anger now, um, or how I hang, handle anger in other interpersonal relationships. And what would you say your biggest influence on that is? I would say definitely my family, mm-hmm. my, my mom and dad. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, switching topics here a little bit, we're going to move over to Angelica here. Um, and her family, she had mentioned to me that they're very expressive. So I'm going to go ahead and let her take the floor and see what she has to say as far as meta emotions surrounding happiness and anger. Yeah, so um, growing up as an only child, we were very expressive with our emotions because my parents were the only ones that I could express those emotions to. And when I was, they would, or you know, they would ask me what my emotions are constantly. They didn't have anybody else to ask. They didn't have any other siblings to ask. So it was really, really focused only on me. And our family dynamic was that you know happiness is a positive emotion and angry is a negative emotion it wasn't one way or the other um they let's say i came home and i like was having a really really bad day or i just had something not go right and i wanted to talk to them about that they would only respond with looking at the positive things and they would overlook the anger part of them and just kind of hide that and look on the bright side and not focus on any of the negatives, which also can tie back to dualism. In our interactive interpersonal communication, it is defined as the way of thinking that obstructs polar opposite categories, which is, like I was saying, you either feel good or you feel bad about something. So there's nothing in between. You're not feeling two emotions at once. It's either you're happy or you're sad. And I'm so emotional now, like as an adult, because of my upbringing, because I would talk to them so much about my emotions and they would talk to me so much about my emotions. There was no hiding your emotions um, because they were the only people that you could talk to. So also like Mary Elizabeth was saying with like a relationship with a boyfriend, now it's so easy if I have any problems or like if we're in an argument, it's so easy for me to express my emotions because that's how my upbringing was that you talked about them. And if you were angry, you expressed that you were angry. If you were happy, you expressed that you were happy. There was no hiding them. Although there's also a bad side to it is that let's say we're discussing something. We don't discuss bad things. We only discuss good emotions. We only discuss the good parts of our days and, you know, only the positives. We don't really, like, linger on the negatives, which is, you know, a good and a bad thing because sometimes you just need to, like, talk about how sad you are or talk about how you're feeling angry today. So it Um, was just a little bit different. Yeah, not to cut you off. um, So it seemed like when you were growing up, having that good with happiness and bad with anger were meta-emotions that your parents influenced from, like, a very young age. Um, do you still hold on to those meta emotions about happiness and anger now as um, black and white kind of cut and dry things that you have associated with them? Or have you been able to kind of reconstruct how you view those things um, after looking at your upbringing and how your parents raised you? 
Well, I think I'm always going to have that upbringing as like always a part of me will always think how they brought me up to think. It's always going to be that part of me. It's never going to go away. But growing up, obviously, like, you know, you're becoming your own person. I definitely have not stuck with the same exact like criteria that they drilled into my head that now I don't, I disagree with them. And I don't think that happiness is only a positive emotion and angry is only a negative emotion and that you don't have to overlook the positives of everything and you can talk about the bad or the sad or the angry. So I definitely have strayed away from them as well as keeping it the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, so those were great things to know. And I know um, Ian kind of has something um, a little bit similar situation as to what you had just talked about um, being an only child or only child, but it seems like his experiences are a little bit different. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Ian and see how we can kind of contrast those two. Yeah, so um, looking at the other side of the coin, I grew up as an only child and my parents always wanted to give me all the attention, but I did not want that. And so I was basically always outside with my friends like every second of the day I could be. And so growing up with a bunch of young boys, uh, you know, boys don't tend to express their emotions other than anger. And the textbook, textbook actually discusses, um, and it says that men are seen as expressing emotions of pride and anger much more than women. And so I think I've fell into that category and I never really learned how to express any other emotions other than anger. And so, uh, my meta emotions towards happiness is it's good but it, i don't really express it the same way that other people do whereas anger i know how to express because of how i was raised and the people i had around me can you tell me a little bit more about like how you were raised and how those meta emotions were influenced because i know you said um you you, you know you kind of wanted to be left alone you didn't want to have your parents asking you a million questions so how did that kind of influence your meta emotions towards happiness and anger yeah, I mean, I just, I think of them basically the same. I mean, I think of happiness as good and anger as bad. It's more so expressing those emotions and expressing the way I feel. So my meta emotions, um, you know, friends, like young boys, it's just not something we really talked about. And so I never really got the chance to learn how to properly express these emotions. And then if I can interrupt, going off of him, um, being an only child and being a girl... Um, we're so expressive with all of our emotions like unlike boys that you know if we're sad about something we're gonna go and cry about it or we're gonna be really expressive of our emotions and you know talk to our friends or talk to our families about them we're more expressive than like boys because we want to get them out for sure and I'm gonna go ahead and take the reins here because I have a little bit more to kind of piggyback off what both of you guys said um, so I'm actually one of five so growing up um, my family dynamic was a little bit different than having an only child. Um, there just wasn't as much catered attention to e each of us. So like we would decipher things based off our observations. So if my parents, if I observed happiness and anger in my parents, I was able to kind of observe that and form my meta emotions from that. Um, I think the biggest things that were influences growing up though, from my mom and dad and upbringing, as far as my meta emotions are concerned, surrounding happiness and anger would be my mom's um, Italian descent. So whenever I went to family reunions and stuff, and even in the house, she was always more expressive. Um, and to both dualisms of happy happiness and anger, um, very expressive with both, and they didn't really have a connotation with them. Um, they were just something that was expressed and was kind of fluid throughout the house. 
Um, this was different from the things I observed in my dad and dad's side of the family. He grew up in um, a rural area and was more conservative. So I think the meta emotions surrounding happiness were a little bit more reserved, although happiness did have a good, you know, it was positive in nature. Um, and anger was something that was a little bit more kind of, I guess, taboo as far as his meta emotions were concerned. He liked to stay away from it um, and focus on the positive which for me was a little bit unrealistic. So my meta emotions toward anger um, align more with my mom as far as any expression of emotion is good. So as those things kind of were played out through my upbringing, being able to observe things for myself and um, you know witness two different sides of how meta emotions influence happiness and anger with my parents definitely um, influence how I view my meta emotions with happiness and anger now. Um, I can actually, if I don't mind, if you don't mind me interrupting, yeah, I can go ahead, that from a cultural standpoint. And so I actually researched this and I found a report from the culture and emotion lab at Stanford. And basically what it said is Westerners, meaning Europeans and North Americans, so that would be you, Stone, your family is Italian. Correct. Um, they want to feel higher arousal states, which just means that they want to be more individualistic and they want to stand out more in a crowd, which means you're more expressive of your emotions. And so that's probably why you were raised to value and feel good about any emotion you really feel is because uh, that culture values showing it. Whereas someone in Asian culture, which is the contrasting side of this, they're actually much more likely to suppress their angry or happy emotions because they want to feel lower arousal emotions. Um, and this is due to the cultural idea of the harmony of the community. And so basically they just want to blend in and they want the community to be homogenous um, with no real figures sticking out. And so that's just an interesting fact of looking at it from a cultural standpoint. That's yeah, cool. That definitely plays a role. And I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Mary Elizabeth to close us out. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do have a question, Ian. Where did you get that source? Um, it's the Culture and Emotion Lab at Stanford. It was a published um, article. Oh, sweet. Do you know the year? Or? Um, yeah, I can find it. I think it's 2003. That's also. cool. Yeah. Yeah, they also talked about dualism. Um, and dualism actually... Basically, uh, because Western cultures place a higher value in happiness, just like Angelica was saying, yeah. uh, they tend to only want the happiness. It polarizes the meta emotions of something like anger, where in contrast, Asian cultures think very um, logically and dialectically. And so this produces a culture and a family dynamic that values mixed emotions and disregards the traditional dualistic way of viewing them. That's really cool. Um... Yeah, I um, yeah. So we definitely talked about a lot. We unpacked a lot of things. Um, but I think really going back to our thesis statement, um, where we talked about how our upbringing influences our meta emotions surrounding happiness and anger. And I think a lot of us, um, we all answered that question. So I think we did did good on that. But um, yeah, that's it. Thanks.